0: Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone today. If you're a guest today, we're so glad to have you in service with us. If it's your first or your second time, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back. and Small token of appreciation to give you for being here. If you're watching us online, wherever you may be, we welcome you as a part of this service today as well. Praise God. Amen. I need y'all to pray for me. I'm I'm losing my identity. I I I said I would never wear flat front pants. It was only ever going to be pleated. I changed and now I got this skinny tie on. Feel like I'm back in the '80s again, but th- this was this this was my birthday gift from my family. So I'm trusting, <laughs> oh Lord. So y'all pray, y'all pray. Uh, I'm being careful now. What I say, I will never do because it's all changing. So. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah, those are my birthday shoes too. Thank you. My problem that my sock game is weak today. I'm, man, it's weak. I I look I looked for several. I should have I should have done what my son does to me. I should have gone to his drawer of socks. I could have. Where'd he go? I'm sure I could have found some. But anyway, praise God. Amen. Genesis five. Verse 22, starting with verse 22. Genesis 5 and 22 says, <clears throat> verse 21 says, Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. That's pretty crazy, 65 years old. and having... Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. After 65, he had sons and daughters. What a man. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24 says, Enoch walked with God and he was not For God took him. Enoch's also mentioned in Hebrews in chapter 11, verse number 5, where it says this, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. God had took him from the earth. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. I usually have a, if I have a title, it's usually one or two, three words. But I got a little longer one today. So I want to preach you this morning for a little bit on this subject. When the sensational becomes mundane and the mundane becomes sensational. When the sensational becomes mundane and the mundane becomes sensational, God, I thank you for your presence. We feel in this place today you have demonstrated that you are here. You have touched hearts and lives already in this place and I believe there's some people today, God, that perhaps for the first time or one of the first times in their lives they have encountered your presence, and I thank you for that. And I pray, God, now that through your word you would minister, that you would continue to minister by speaking to hearts and lives in this place today through your word. I pray again today, God, that this would not simply be a sermon, but a message, a word that would come from you to touch somebody's heart today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I depend on you this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I realize probably most of you, if not all of you, don't really need this, but just by way of introduction and context, let me read to you the definition of these Two words. The word sensational is something producing or designed to produce a startling effect or a strong reaction or intense interest. It is something that is extraordinarily good. The word mundane means common, ordinary, unimaginative. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, where we read one verse about Enoch from, there are actually some pretty sensational things in that chapter. There are some pretty amazing testimonies that are written about there of men and women of the Bible and and what they accomplished through faith. (laughs) I mean, you you find basically a, a summary of the most notable things most of the most notable events throughout scripture you will find them referred to in hebrews chapter 11 a bunch of them names are called the names of the individuals are called and then we find in the in towards the end of that where it talks about others and it makes reference not by name but by what they accomplished through faith i mean it's it's Noah, and it's Abraham, and it's Joseph, and it's Moses, and it's Sarah, and it's it's all of these people who did great things by faith. It's Daniel being referred to, who spent the night in the lion's den and came out untouched. It's it's all of these pretty amazing things that we find, and, and yet there's one in there who experienced something that none of the rest of them experienced. All of the rest of them died. All of the rest of them, whether by natural means or a lot of them were were experienced death by some kind of punishment. But they all died. But the Bible says of Enoch, he was translated, if I could put it in this context, he was raptured so that he would not see death. And he was That happened because he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the insight to how he pleased God to me comes from the verses we read in chapter 5 of Genesis that tells us that what Enoch did was simply walk with God. And his faithfulness of walking with God Cause God to reward him in a way that no other men and women of faith experienced. We live in a world that loves the sensational. We live in a world that strives for the sensational. We also live in a, in a, in a changing world. What used to be enough is no longer enough. I think I mentioned it here last, I think maybe last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, I think I mentioned it in the service, but I, at, at my niece's volleyball game a couple of weeks ago, and, and and the other team that they were playing had seven players total, and so there was one person on the bench during the game, and this girl who was probably in sixth or seventh grade, somewhere would there would be my guess, is sitting on the bench, while the game is going on, and she is on her phone. I mean, she's not a spectator. She, she's in uniform. She's a player. They've only got seven players. It takes six to make a team. If somebody gets hurt, she's in. But she is not impressed by what's going on on the court. Because oftentimes the sensational... Becomes old and commonplace. I I find myself the older I get. I've never been a very daring person. I've never been I've always had some degree of a fear of heights. I, I I've never liked heights. But I find the older I've gotten, the worse. It's gotten. I remember, I faintly remember, I put it that way. <laughs> I I used to, I used to ride any roller coaster, I'd ride it. No thought, no thought, I'd ride it. I find that has greatly changed. And I think back to some of the early years that I first started riding roller coasters. Of course, even now you can go to King's Dominion and you can ride the Rebel yell. That old wooden roller coaster that just goes up and down and makes some turns and beats you to death. One day, there was a day in which that roller coaster was amazing. 1978 is when the Loch Ness Monster in Bush Gardens was built. I remember actually as a teenager, we took a trip there. My family, my brother was, I think he was probably just a couple of years old. If I'm not mistaken, I think I was my early teens, I'm pretty sure. And and the Loch Ness, the Loch Ness Monster at the time it was built was the tallest roller coaster in the world at 130 feet. It was part of the reason it was so epic because it had... Two interlocking loops, and and I that that it, and it reached a speed of sixty miles an hour. But that that first hill, if I remember correctly, that first hill, you're actually kind of going down the 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 the, the uh, it's kind of built down the side of a hill, if I remember correctly. So it's not like you're even, you're not just in the middle of nothing going 130 feet up. That's, I don't know that this is the tallest or the biggest or the baddest now, but it's up there in, I don't know what year it was built, but in Cedar Point in Ohio, there's now what's called the Top Thrill Dragster. The Top Thrill Dragster is... 420 feet, and reaches speeds of 120 miles an hour in 3.8 seconds. Several years ago, we were on a trip to Youth Congress, and the young people—it's usually become a thing—we go by an amusement park as a part of that trip, and I happened. That was that was probably eight or nine years ago. Before I crossed the 40 threshold and was still a little bit adventurous. I remember standing in line at that roller coaster and you would watch because you'd sit in it and it would, all it is, all it is, all it is, is you go out, you go up and come back down 420 feet, 120 miles an hour but you'd sit there in line and it was like a 30 40 minute wait that we had and you'd sit there and you watch as a lot of times it would kind of get up to the top and barely and then somebody in line says yeah every now and then it doesn't make it up it comes back down i was we were told later that our car was one of them that seemed to barely make it i guess in the moment you don't realize what was barely just kind of passes pretty quickly. At one point, 120, 130 feet, 60 miles an hour was pretty sensational. That was pretty spectacular. That was pretty amazing. But not anymore. That's child's play. Because what was sensational has become old hat. The things people do nowadays for fun. Pressing the limits because what used to be fun and what used to produce adrenaline doesn't do that anymore. And so we've got to push the limits. We've got to find the next best thing. Because when we live for the sensational, it does not satisfy And it may do something initially, there may be an initial rush, but it gets old. Somehow Enoch decided, I'm not going to live my life chasing one sensational thing after the other. But I'm going to learn how to just live in the mundane of walking with God one day at a time, one step at a time. Because I've come to tell you today, if you would just learn to walk with God and do what seems to be very routine and unimaginative and unexciting, there will be some times along the way that in the course of doing what seems to be mundane, you're going to experience some pretty, sensational things that will take place in your life. But because that's not the focus of your life, you're not just striving for the next sensational thing. You find a level of fulfillment in it unlike others find. It amazes me, you go to a ball game now and it's not good enough to sit and watch the ball game. I mean, in every if it's a baseball game, in between every inning, they're playing stuff on the screen. If it's a football game, in between plays and something, we gotta we gotta stay engaged. We we we've gotta stay we've gotta stay entertained. And so we've got a world that's now living, trying to get one sensational thing after the other. And, to the point it often leads to death because we have to push the limits because what was enough is not anymore not good enough anymore first kings chapter 19 verse number 11 says this the the context here is elijah has experienced <laughs> He's actually already experienced some pretty sensational things. He stood on top of a mountain and called fire down from heaven. That's pretty sensational. But then not too long after that, the king is complaining to the queen and she's threatening his life and now he's running for his life. He comes to a cave and he's hiding in his cave. And so First Kings 19 and 11, and he said, The Lord saying to Elijah, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. That is sensational. (laughs) He got his own personal demonstration from God of God's power in nature. But notice what the next phrase says. The Lord was not in it. And after that, after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. He got a wind that rent the mountains. He got fire. He got an earthquake. And after each one of those things that says the Lord was not in it. But after the fire. After the fire. A still, small voice. And it doesn't say it, but the implication is the Lord was in it. You know what's sad is religion today. Christianity today has gotten into trying to produce sensational things through human efforts. So we, we we've got to have. I mean, we can't just come and have church in a regular setting. We 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 need a concert setting. We need lights. We need we need smoke. We 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 need flashing lights. We need changing lights. Because we need the sensational. Because we're trying to compete with everybody that's chasing one sensational thing after the other. But do I have any witnesses today that can acknowledge the fact that really there's something about that still, small voice that may seem not to be very sensational, that may seem to be very unimaginative. But when you encounter, when you connect, I, I, I think maybe it's just my opinion. And if you disagree, that's all right. You have the right to yours and I have the right to mine. But, but a few moments ago as we were singing, I, I think there was something pretty sensational that was moving through this sanctuary, not because we had tried to produce it not because we were trying to wow you but we were just kind of doing something mundane we call it singing and worship and we do it every week we do it every service because we're used to doing the routine things but what I've come to find out is if I can just be faithful to do the routine things that don't seem to be very imaginative I am going to experience some pretty sensational things because God will step into my mundane world hi yeah. yeah. I realize I, I try to make sure when I do this I keep it in the proper context of Scripture, and I, I'm assuming I'm not the only one that does this. But when I read the stories in the Bible and I read the accounts of certain things that took place, I like to I like to use my imagination as to what was going on and how it was happening and the things that were taking place. And so I, 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 I've done that a little bit when it, with, with with regards to Jesus calling the disciples there's a couple of places where it says that as he came across the disciples and called them to follow him he simply said this follow me follow me <laughs> are you kidding really i mean he, he wasn't like jumping up and down with billboards and screaming and, "hey follow me" just follow me and perhaps said that, and just kept on walking, really? what kind of sales pitch is that? you ever seen one of them commercials of you know sales salesmen, car salesmen, or what man it's like the entire commercial you got to come down we got we got to sale we got the, we got finance, we got this you got the best deal you, Yeah, 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 you're like, yeah if Jesus was given an Commercial on television for his product, he'd be kind of just sitting there in plain setting, no lights, no 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 fancy design, no green screen, white shirt, black pants. I don't know, white robe, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> Follow me. All right, hold on, Jesus. I can hear Brother Stewart. Jesus, we got we got to get a little more. You got, got to have a little more personality here. We, at least smile a little bit, Jesus. Take 2. Follow me. Hold on. You got I mean how about okay. Look at the camera. Look right into the camera. Okay. Follow me. Let's work on that inflection a little bit. Okay. Follow me. Peter, follow me. Walk with me. Just be with me. Just be there. Really? Yeah. Isn't that pretty boring? I don't know. I mean, if you'll just hang out with me and go through the mundane, I'll I'll let you do something that only I do. Step out of a boat onto water and walk on water. Go ride the top thrill dragster if you want to. Let me see you walk on water. Go 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 do that if you want to. Let me see you walk up to somebody that's been crippled since birth and say, Silver and gold have I none? But such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Right you ought to talk about something pretty sensational. <laughs> How'd you get there, Peter? Well, I just I'll just walk with him. There were some days where we didn't do a whole lot. There was some days that it wasn't much exciting happening, but I just stuck with it. Oh, I'll tell you, there are going to be some days where Jesus don't seem like he's showing up in your world. There's going to be some days where it's pretty boring. There's going to be some days where it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot happening. But if you can learn to be faithful with the mundane, I promise you, there's going to be some days in which he's going to show up in your life and show up in your world. And you're going to go mind blown. Oh, hallelujah. Just just follow me, just follow me. I want you just to, just to be with me, just to be step by step you know what's what's amazing, what is encouraging to me is when I read Hebrews chapter eleven, there are things in there that first of all, I don't think I could ever do, but second of all. I can't manufacture the circumstances for it to happen. I mean, I, to be honest, maybe you're such full of faith, you 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 are. I'm just being honest with you. If you, that makes you disrespect me, so be it. But I'm not lining up to spend the night in any lion's dens. I'm I'm good. I believe Daniel did it. That's good enough for me. But you know what? You, you gotta have some, I mean, there's some things that gotta fall into place even for you to be able to do that. I, you don't just go to Baltimore and jump in the zoo. I mean, there's, there's things that have to happen. David, not everybody faces a Goliath. Not everybody stands at a Red Sea with a staff to part the water so a nation can walk through. On. you, you got to be in the right circumstances, the right place and the right time, that most of us will never be in that situation. And, and yet none of them were rewarded for what they did by not seeing death. The one that was rewarded by not seeing death for what he had done is the one who did something all of us can do. He walked with God. Some of you may not be able to physically walk today, but there's nobody that can't spiritually walk. Here's another thing that I find really amazing about that, really encouraging about that. I, 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 you, you, I, you, you might argue with me, but I think I probably, at, at this pace, a little slower at times, a little faster. I'm going to give the camera folks a little bit of work here this morning. I I think I could probably spend hours, hours walking this sanctuary without a break, without stopping. I think I could go for hours and hours and hours and hours just walking. I'm not even breathing hard. Not even I I, I I don't know how many laps I could make if I just just walked if I decided for some crazy reason i'm going to run full speed everything i've got i I probably i don't Don't touch that stubborn cord. I I probably could get a couple laps, a couple of three. I like that brother bar, a couple of three. I I bet you I could, although it would be, you know, I mean, making these corners and these slippery shoes. But I had the right shoes on if it was a little more banked curves. I probably could full speed a couple of times. But I know, it wouldn't take long. I mean, <laughs> I could go for hours doing this. I probably could only go for seconds doing the other. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll throw in a Greek word for run and a Greek word for walk. You might, you might get wild right now pardon my lack of wowing spiritual depth, but I'm preaching something to somebody right now that you need to get a hold of. Forget trying to run and sprint. Forget trying to impress by your speed for a few steps. All you got to do is simply learn to faithfully, consistently walk with God and just watch and see how God shows up in your world. For literally thousands of years, sailors have navigated by the stars. Thousands, long before any kind of technology. In one of his poems, William Wordsworth refers to the Chaldean shepherds. Navigation by the stars, by the heavens, has taken place for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. How do they navigate? They navigate by looking up at those plain old stars that have been there night after night after night after night. Several years ago, Halley's Comet was coming by. It won't come by for another 70 plus years after the last time. I think that was back in like the 80's if I'm not mistaken. Man, we want to get a glimpse of Halley's Comet. Why? Because it's sensational. But Do you know what? There was no sailors out on the seas the night that Halley's Comet passed trying to navigate, plot their course... Why? Yeah, it's pretty sensational. But it's not the sensational that's going to get me to where I'm going. It's not some phenomenon that's going to get me to my destination. It's going to be the same old stars that have been there year after year, century after century, millennium after millennium, that all they're doing is just staying in their place. But by those things, I can navigate my course. I preached to some people today. You better be careful because even in the spiritual realm, if you're not careful, you'll change. One sensational thing to another You'll show up here for a couple of weeks As long as it's sensational But if we have a mundane routine service You're looking for the next place to go That's going to entertain you But no offense if that's you See you later Because even on those days When I get out of here As the pastor and think to myself God, where in the world were you today? You can't go anywhere. You fill all space, but you weren't there today. And I did what I normally do. The routine that I'm used to. And where were you? In those moments, you can go find something new and exciting and sensational. But what do you have when it's over? (laughs) There was a day... I I, I think if I, somebody was, Brother Gleason I think referred to these verses and I don't know if I ever put it together. If I'm wrong, don't let me say the wrong thing. But if I'm not mistaken, there was a day, well this is the part I'm not mistaken of. I'll get to the part I may be mistaken of in a minute. There was a day when the multitudes had been there and not just multitudes but people who had been followers of Jesus and they all started to leave. Part I might be mistaken of is I think this was the day when he fed the five thousand, and so after the multitude goes, and then some again, the multitude you understand was the people that just showed up because they were curious. There were several times that Jesus spoke to multitudes. There were there were several times that Jesus was in a multitude speaking to a large crowd of people, but most of them had come out of curiosity. So at the end of the day, they were off to their lives, business as usual. But but then there were disciples. Disciples were followers. And, and it wasn't just the 12 disciples. There was others that were disciples. They had become followers of Jesus. And so this day, it wasn't just the multitude that was leaving. But it was those who had been followers of Jesus that were leaving. And he says to the 12, Are you going to leave also? Peter responds and says this, Lord, where are we going to go? Because you alone have the words of eternal life. Lord, they're chasing the next greatest thing. They're chasing the next thrill, the next rush. I've been very blessed. I don't say this self-righteously. If you've been here before, you know you've heard me say. I'm not going to qualify all of it right now. But I've been very blessed to never drink alcohol, never do drugs. But it's my understanding, the more you drink, the more drugs you do, the more it takes to get what you... I, I probably could drink two sips of beer and be falling all over myself. But the more you do it, the more tolerance you build up and the more you need. And then the more destruction you do. Chasing the next sensation. I I, I gotta be honest. I will be. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of days. There's a lot of days that I'm, I'm just like, God, where where are you? How we're dealing with family or uh, uh, just some stuff in our for our future, uh, sale of our house actually. I'll just I'm like, god, you know what? I, I'm 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 I just I just need some assurance of the direction. I don't need the details. I don't need the win. and I'm, I'm the other day, a couple of days ago, I'm like, so listen, I'm just just would you please give me a confirmation? I'm not asking for detail. I'm not putting you on the spot. Give me the day and time. No, I'm I'm just just the assurance that I'm in the right direction, okay? That was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Excuse me. I'm still here. I don't know where you are. Am Am I all right? Am I disillusioning you this morning? Well, hello? I'm doing everything I know how to do the way I know how to do it. Where are you? I'm as irritated and aggravated and mad as I get at times. I just make up my mind. I'm going to walk mad. I'm going to walk kicking some dirt, kicking some rocks, but I'm going to walk. Because here's what I know. If I give up and go that way and chasing something... I may get something, but it's not going to last. But as mad as I may be, if I'll just keep taking one step at a time and just be faithful to do the routine thing, at some point, what I know is God is going to show up. And when God shows up, it's going to blow my mind. You know how some of you all are so blessed you you couldn't care less you couldn't you couldn't care less about sports you couldn't you couldn't you i mean you don't but for those of us that aren't so fortunate you can you can spend if you go to a professional ball game any type of game you if if you if you got a family you take a family you're you're dropping 150 200 bucks absolute minimum the only way you're buying the only way you're spending less than that is if all you do is buy the tickets and you refuse to get anything inside the park dad I'm thirsty there's a water fountain so you you spend all that money to go watch your team play You're waiting for the moment that they wow you, and they lose. Isn't it? (laughs) Oh boy, I don't want to ruin the message, but isn't it amazing, Brother Barr, how folks get mad and upset with God and withhold their money or want their money back? You go to a ball game and drop $200 and they lose. They don't say, we, to all of our loyal fans, we are so sorry we have disappointed you tonight. Please stop by the ticket booth on your way out and get your money back. I was at the Navy game yesterday. It, baby, it was cold outside. And when the sun went down, at halftime, it was 34 to 11, Navy. I'm like, yes, sir. (laughs) I'm going to get till about the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I'm out of here. Because my little hand warmers were seven hours, up to seven hours. I got about two and a half. From here up was warm. I had my coat, hat, sweater. I was good my legs and feet every now and then I had to use my hand to make sure I still have legs you'd stand up for a moment because of excitement of the play and sit back down and in seconds your seat had become ice I'm like I'm out of here man it's a blowout I'm out of here kept creeping back next thing you know it's Forty to forty, and thirty-five degrees. Fortunately, for, I, I didn't have hope. Quarterback, starting quarterback, got hurt last drive. I'm like, oh my word, this is this is not good. Fortunately, they pulled it out. Literally, last clock time expired on the clock as they kicked the field goal. It was just as much chance for them to lose and than it was for them to win I walk through the it's 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 i i i, I, I uh football is a, it's, a, it's i'm i'm i gotta be careful every now and then the stem on my watch comes out and I think i'm doing good and I find out i'm like twenty minutes behind so I think I'm all right. I'm going to go buy my watch anyway, so. I don't know what I... Oh, yes, now I know. Football, is, it's it's different than all the other sports. Especially college and professional. Because for a lot of fans, it's as much about tailgating as it is about... In fact, they don't even really care. There's a, I mean... You walk through the parking lot at the Navy Stadium during a the game. There's people out there, man, they got their motorhomes out there. I left last night. They had a, these people had a fire pit out in the parking lot of the. I, I really felt like stopping by and saying, hey, excuse me, did you know there was a game tonight? That's what happens when you get when when you get so over charged full of the sensational it just loses i mean i I, the first the first couple of video games i played like the first football game or two i played video game it was literally this wasn't a figure of speech the players were literally x's and o's i mean you watch the X move around the screen. Now. Now. You got like, you're calling, the, and then you got, you got play-by-play. You got the real broadcasters. And I mean, I don't, it blows my mind how they do it. Because, I mean, they say stuff that like fits the most. It's not just generic he scored a touchdown. I mean it's like descriptive. The announcers are doing their deal and the players they're doing their end zone dances and Who wants Xs and Os now? Now that's not good enough. You got to put heads, head headgear on it. Now you're in. Because when you live for the sensational even the sensational gets boring. I, I I remember I was probably about ten years old, maybe ten or eleven, and my parents gave me this Pac-Man game for Christmas. It was about that big. It was and 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 it had the buttons and controls and and uh, my grandmother, and grandfather, my my aunt Rhonda, who's only seven years older than me, she was there. And I remember that when, when we got that when I got that Pac-Man, we went through between my dad, my aunt and myself. It was probably like 7 or 8 hours that that game rotated. One you'd play, as soon as you lost, you passed it on. Next person played until they lost, they passed it on. And I mean, we rotated for hours and hours and hours. I don't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure Two or three days after that If I wanted to play it I probably would have had to have worked To find it Because it lost It's excitement Forty-six years old Had the Holy Ghost since I was seven years old Been involved in ministry since I was Been preaching since I was eighteen Involved in ministry Yes, to a degree before that Through all this time, it never gets old because every time it even starts to get old, there's something new and something different. You know how you know how many hundreds of times I've stood here in a service and looked out at an audience and watched as. People have stood there with tears flowing down their face as the presence of God began to touch them i don 't know how many thousands of times i 've had that experience in my life, and yet I sat this morning and I looked and I saw this person as they stood there, and tears to get in the stream and I looked over and I saw somebody else and I saw somebody else with hands raised as God was stepping into their world and who knows what mundane things they have experienced all week but today the creator of the universe stepped in to their world bow your heads close your eyes please I believe I preach to some people this morning that you've 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 experienced the sensational. You've had some pretty sensational experiences in your life. You you've been able to do some pretty exciting things, go to some pretty exciting places, but if you were being honest, you would acknowledge this morning brother the right there's just no real fulfillment to it. While I'm in the moment, it's great, but once it's over, and all I can do then is try to relive what I experienced, and that's just not the same. I'm tired of chasing, tired of trying to find the sensational in life, and being filled up with things that are really just empty. I want to learn. I want to learn how to just one day at a time, one step at a time, walk with him. Peter, Peter had no idea where simply following Jesus was going to lead him to. He had no idea the things that he was going to experience as a result of just responding to a simple invitation. Follow me. I preach to people today. Some that have already experienced the sensational things that God can do. But others perhaps that haven't. I can tell you. If you would just make up your mind. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do the routine and the mundane things of walking with God. Because... There's going to be some moments along the way where God shows up, steps in in a way that is beyond any natural human experience that I could have. I want you to stand if you would. Please. I'd like to give a very broad, really very broad invitation this morning I wonder how many of you would be willing to join me today you'd you'd make your way down to this altar area as a statement today to say ultimately to say to God God I'm I'm committing maybe for some of you it's a it's a commitment you you've made hundreds of times before but all over again today you'll you'll say lord I'm committing to just the routine mundane process of following you of walking with you I'm not going to worry about chasing what's sensational and spectacular because if I can just walk with you, you'll take care of that. How many of you would join me at this altar today to make that commitment? Or perhaps you're here today and you would have to say, you know what, Brother Wright, I, I don't think I've really ever made any kind of commitment to, to just walk with God. But I'd like to start today. I'd like to start that today because I know what it is to experience some sensational things, but I also know what it is when they wear off and you're empty. And now all you're doing is looking for the next thrill, the next experience, because this one's worn off. You see, I guess the truth of the matter is, when you make up your mind to just walk with Jesus, the fulfillment that comes with just walking with Him is enough that you really don't care anymore about the sensational, because it's enough. It's enough to know that I'm walking with Him and He's walking with me, it's It's enough to know that He's never going to leave me and He's never going to forsake me. I don't have any tricks to pull out. I don't have any tricks to wow you with today. But what I do have is to offer you an invitation to walk with the one who is faithful. To walk with the one that will never leave you and never forsake you. To walk with the one that will be your comforter. The one who will be your closest companion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray right now for every individual in this place today, Lord. Especially those that that are feeling so empty today empty because they've chased one sensational thing after the other and they've lost hope that there's any really there's any real true fulfillment any real true joy in life but I I believe today God that you are that source if I can just be faithful if I can just commit to doing the routine, mundane thing of walking with you, following you, I'm going to experience what you have. Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, I just want to walk with you. Jesus, help me to just walk with you. I may not be able to run. I may not have the endurance to run. I may not have the endurance to sprint very far. But I do have what it takes to faithfully walk with you. I can do that. And I believe that if I will do that, there's going to be some moments along the way Where you do wow me. There's going to be some moments along the way where my mind is blown. But that's going to be the result of just faithfully walking with you. Oh God. I pray God that you would give somebody the grace today that is needed to just faithfully, consistently walk, walk. Peter didn't know his walking with you was going to lead him to getting out of the boat one day. The disciples didn't know that just walking with you was going to lead them to a moment where you took five loaves and two fishes and fed 5,000 plus people. They didn't know that just walking with you was going to lead them to moments where blind eyes were open and deaf ears were unstopped, where lame got up and walked, and even where the dead were raised, that's not what they were looking for, that's not what they were seeking after, but that's where you took them along the way of the journey of faithfully, faithfully walking In the name of Jesus, I will follow. As simple of a prayer as it is, can you tell him that today? I'm just going to follow you. That doesn't seem very exciting. That doesn't seem very sensational. But I'm just going to follow you. If I can follow you, you're going to lead me to the sensational but that's not going to be the source of fulfillment. That's not going to be the source of contentment. It's just going to be another landmark along the way. I will follow. Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I know there's a lot of things I don't have the ability to do, I know, God, there's a lot of things I don't have the strength or the talent or the skills to accomplish, but I can walk with you. I can walk with you, Jesus. I can take one step at a time, one day at a time. I can do that. I can do that. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow. going to follow on the days where it doesn't seem like I can find you on the days when I call your name and I get no answer on the days when I pray and can't seem to find you I'm going to keep walking I'm going to keep walking Those days that aren't very exciting. Those days that I'm not on top of the mountain, but I'm in the middle of the valley. I'm just, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep walking. I will follow I will follow I will follow you I'll follow you Jesus I'm gonna follow you I'm gonna trust that if I'll just do the daily routine of following you you're gonna lead me you're going to lead me to some places that are going to be exceeding abundantly above what I asked or thought. But that's not going to be what I was looking for or trying to get. I was, I was just following. I was just following you. I was just following I will, I will follow, I will follow, I don't need you to wow me, I don't need you to entertain me, I don't need you to impress me, I'm willing to just follow, I'm just going to go where you go, I'm going to be content to be with you, I will follow. I will follow, I will follow Oh, hallelujah